Good evening. Our top story tonight, Justin Fields and the Atlanta Falcons. A video was posted earlier today by the manager of Justin Fields, where you can see Justin Fields celebrating. You can see him dancing. You can see how excited he is. And in the background, we hear, you ready to go home? Well, home for Justin Fields would be Atlanta where the Falcons play. So is Justin Fields on his way to the Atlanta Falcons? We're not quite ready to put a bow on it yet, but that's where things seem to be trending, but there is still a long way to go. So we've got that. We've got updates from the NFL combine. Our guy, Matty Kiwum in attendance. Happy for him. Love to see it. So much good information coming your way on player profiling today. And so we are back and the key detail. Well, first, yesterday, odds started to shift or not even odds started to shift yesterday. What actually happened was reports came out mostly from the aggregates, but it just kept hearing the drumbeat of Justin Fields to the Falcons, Justin Fields to the Falcons. Then today we get a video posted by the manager of Justin Fields where Justin Fields is celebrating, he is dancing, he is excited, he is happy. And in the background, we hear that key phrase, you ready to go home? And again, home would be the Atlanta Falcons, right? Because he's from Atlanta, he went to Georgia for a period of time. Or is home the place that wants him, the place that is investing in him? Because a lot of people describe that as home. So. Could a different team be home? Could it be the Raiders? Could it be the Steelers? I do believe at this point that Justin Fields is probably going to the Falcons. How I imagine this conversation went was his agent called him and said, hey, the Falcons are trying to move up in the draft. They're getting pushback. They're hearing that's probably not going to happen. So they are likely going to make a trade for you. That's This is just my fan fiction of the event. So the reason the deal is not done yet, well, because there's still a long way to go. We've still got free agency ahead. That is the deadline. According to the Chicago Bears yesterday, or a couple days ago, actually, Ryan Pace came out and said, hey, we're going to do right by Justin Fields. We want to, if we're going to trade him, we want to do it by free agency to make sure that he has a chance, the full slate of options. And I do believe that Justin Fields is going to be traded. I do believe that the Chicago Bears will take Justin Fields. And as of now, it's looking like Justin Fields is headed to the Atlanta Falcons. Betting odds were pulled for Justin Fields and his future destination earlier today. They were re-added. So initially, We are thinking, okay, the odds were pulled for Justin Fields. This means it's a done deal. No, the odds have been re-released. The Falcons are the heavy favorite now at minus 250. But this is still not a done deal. And we had heard pushback previously that Terry Fontenot, the general manager, was not interested in Justin Fields. And when you think about it in terms of the big picture with Zach Robinson running the Kyle Shanahan offense, granted, It allows you to do a lot of the things in the keeper game and the quarterback run game. But is Justin Fields a fit for the Kyle Shanahan offense? Those are questions 
that I don't have the answer to. And Raheem Morris admits that if we had better quarterback play last year, that he's not standing at the podium. So the Falcons are upgrading the quarterback position, whether it's the draft or whether it's the free agency, those decisions will be coming this week at the combine because of all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Everyone's there. Everyone's having a couple brews together. All the general managers, they're hanging out. The scouts are chatting. They're relaying information. It's all part of the puzzle. And so by the end of this week, we will know what's going to happen with Justin Fields. It might not be officially traded by the end of the week, but as of now, looking like Justin Fields headed to the Atlanta Falcons still could change. But what does this mean for fantasy football? We will bring you that and so much more right after this word from the pod father. This episode is brought to you by Player Profiler, the Dynasty Deluxe Package. The rankings are the best in the industry. It includes strategy mode where you can say, hey, change the rankings to be win now. Oh, change the rankings to be productive struggle. There's also a draft planner to help strategize where you should take players because the draft planner also includes ADP. There's a trade finder where we look up on my fantasy league and we see trades that are done, including a particular player. Then there's a trade analyzer where you can plug in draft picks, players, and we assign a lifetime value to draft picks out five years. The best thing about our trade analyzer, it can't be gamed with volume. And there's mock draft data to see right now what's the market for player X versus player Y, including in the fall when very few mock drafts are happening. And our Dynasty Guide, the Dynasty Dominator, would cost you 10 bucks on Amazon, but you get it for free with Dynasty Deluxe. And you get our Rookie Guide for free, a $25 value. So you get all of that for 45 bucks. So it's a great deal. Now, as we at Player Profiler have become a full-blown machine learning company, the crowning achievement has to be the injury finder. We're now taking BMI data and injury history data and assigning a probability that a player is injured on any given touch. And not only can you see a player's fragility rating, their injury risk, we also have analysis from professional physical therapists breaking down all the major players that underwent surgery last year and what their rehabilitation looks like heading into 2023. There's a tool to compare players. There's a database where you can say, show me all the foot injuries, show me all the severe injuries, show me all the injuries requiring surgery. It provides you the key market intelligence to know what is the difference in probability that player X versus player Y will miss games this year. It's great for fantasy football, and it also just satisfies your curiosity as a fan. Go to the App Store, go to Google Play, download it. It's five bucks every year just to reload the latest injury predictions and fragility ratings. The 2023 data is live now. Open your phone and get smarter. We are back and talking Justin Fields. Last year, the quarterback four in points per game, 20.4 points per game from Justin Fields with DJ Moore, who is an alpha wide receiver as his one, but Darnell Mooney as his wide receiver two, Cole Komet as his wide receiver three. And really, Justin Fields was kind of the run game for the Chicago Bears. He was the running back. Khalil Herbert was injured and part of a rotation. Dante Foreman never really got going. And Roshan Johnson, still have high hopes for Roshan Johnson with a change in scheme, change in quarterback. But he was never given a full run because he is a rookie. So now, if he does indeed move to the Atlanta Falcons, he has Drake London. He's got Bijan Robinson, a strong offensive line for the Atlanta Falcons as well. Kyle Pitts, 
looking at a Cole Komet season, which is a tight end one season, which would be great for Kyle Pitts at this point, given how poorly he's performed the past two seasons. So can the Falcons offer us points in fantasy football with Justin Fields as their quarterback? Absolutely. But a lot remains to be seen. And we still have to find out if Justin Fields is actually going to be a Falcon or if this was taken out of context to generate buzz, it remains to be seen. One link that we didn't mention, Mason Rudolph actually went to Oklahoma State with Zach Robinson, and Mason Rudolph trained for the NFL draft with Zach Robinson, the new offensive coordinator of the Atlanta Falcons, says that he's like a brother to him. They are very, very close. So could Mason Rudolph, if they go the rookie route, be that veteran quarterback, that bridge QB, that veteran to mentor the rookie very much in play, but it is the NFL combine. We have so much ahead of us. We've got quarterbacks who are not going to throw Caleb Williams, not going to throw because he doesn't need to. Caleb Williams shows up late to the NFL draft. He's taken some meetings with some teams, but he's not going to work out because he really doesn't need to. He's Caleb Williams. He's a superstar. He's been the number one overall pick for years now. Just accept it. Deal with it. That's where we are. Drake May also not going to throw, which disappoints me. I was hoping to see Drake May unleash that cannon. But when it comes to his pro day at North Carolina, we know it's going to be the Zach Wilson special. He's going to drop back and he's going to roll out the opposite way. And then he's going to throw across his body and Drake May throwing up, showing off the arm strength, same with Jaden Daniels. It's all going to be beautiful, but I just want the spectacle of the NFL combine. So as a business decision, I agree with it all as a fan. It frustrates me with JJ McCarthy, Bo Nix, Michael Penix, Spencer Rattler, and the rest of the crew will be throwing. But as for Caleb Williams, he cleared things up today, was asked about playing for the Chicago bears and says, if he plays for the Chicago bears, if they draft him first overall, then he's excited. And if the Bears trade out and someone else drafts him first overall, then he's just as excited. Caleb Williams is a professional. Caleb Williams is a businessman. Caleb Williams just wants to go first overall. And that's all there is to it. And you'll hear reports over the next couple of days, all oh, Caleb Williams, he did meet with the New England Patriots either today or yesterday. I'm not actually sure. Oh, Caleb Williams, he's meeting with this team. Jaden Daniels met with the Saints. None of this matters every prospect at the combine meets with every team for the same amount of time so when journalists at the combine ask hey have you have you met with this team the answer is yes the answer is always yes they meet with every single team so it doesn't matter these player x met with team y doesn't matter for the combine, they're all going to meet. Once we get later in the process and teams are having players in for their top 30 visits, that starts to matter. But even then, not always a correlation. Teams are tricky this time of year. And this could potentially just be smoke in the wind. But apparently, Bill Belichick was a big Jaden Daniels guy. So if Jaden Daniels was still QB, or sorry, if Bill Belichick was still the head coach of the New England Patriots, Jaden Daniels might be QB1 for Bill Belichick. That is no longer the case. So is this just smoke season? Do we just not have any idea where anyone is going? Remains 
to be seen. And as for the Chicago Bears, their statement on the Justin Fields situation, there's no firm plan in place. They want to do right by Justin Fields, and they will trade him before free agency if they do trade him. Caleb, not concerned about the Washington Commanders. So, or sorry, not concerned about the Chicago Bears. The Washington Commanders are reportedly unlikely to pay what the Bears would need to move up one spot and get Caleb Williams. So it sounds like it's not going to be the Washington Commanders. It sounds like it's going to be the Chicago Bears, though Greg Gabriel, who is wrong on so many things, not a big fan of Greg Gabriel, the former Chicago Bears scout, but he does have access to the Chicago Bears, or is the access he has to the Chicago Bears one of spreading fake news? I don't know, but Greg Gabriel seems to think they'll both trade Justin Fields and trade the first overall pick, potentially move down to second or third overall. So remains to be seen what happens there. As for the Washington Commanders, they, according to the NFLPA, the NFLPA puts out a survey. We'll get to more of that later. Apparently, the Washington Commanders had multiple sewage leaks in their locker room last year. Just disgusting. Washington Commanders also will be looking for a new stadium rights holder. So the FedEx Corporation has said, nah, we don't want FedEx Field anymore. We've got two years left on our deer. We're going to pull out. We're not interested anymore. FedEx Field is one of, if not the worst stadiums in the NFL. We all remember when the fans almost fell on Jalen Hurts because it was held together with zip ties. But looking for a new sponsor to take on the trash. That is FedEx Fields, formerly FedEx Fields. Final note on the Chicago Bears, Jalen Johnson is looking at a franchise tag or a long-term deal. Doesn't sound like he's going anywhere. And that brings us to a lot of franchise tag news. Michael Pittman will get the franchise tag if they can't reach a long-term deal. But no matter what, Michael Pittman is going to be with the Colts in 2024. T. Higgins has been franchise tagged. The team is better with T. Higgins, according to general manager Duke Tobin, but also says that they are open to calls. Last year, the Bengals told teams that, hey, get your own wide receiver. If you're interested in wide receiver, get your own. We're not trading T. Higgins. This year, they did admit we're a better team with T. Higgins, but it wasn't as concrete as last year. So I do believe T Higgins stays with the Cincinnati Bengals, but they're at least taking the calls as are the Kansas city chiefs. Number three with the franchise tag. We got Legereus Sneed. He will be tagged if they can't reach a long-term deal. But right now chiefs working on a long-term deal with Chris Jones. That's the priority. They want to sign him ahead of free agency. Legereus Sneed. after they sign Chris Jones, they'll work to make that happen. And if it doesn't work, then they'll simply, trade Legereus need they did this a couple years ago d ford got sent to the san francisco 49ers i think in 2019 for a second round pick so we've seen the chiefs do this before where they franchise tag a player and then send them elsewhere Legereus need has permission to seek a trade permission to negotiate with other teams the falcons reportedly interested in Legereus need so all sorts of news on the atlanta falcons and all sorts of news on the kansas city chiefs they also Cut Marquez Valdez Scantling saved $12 million, a $2 million dead cap hit. And this obviously makes sense. Marquez Valdez Scantling making $14 million per year. 
in the final year of his contract. That is Cortland Sutton type money. It's more than Jacoby Myers and more than Michael Gallup, who are the tier below. It's more than DeAndre Hopkins made last year. It's right below Cortland Sutton and the Chiefs who do have money. The Chiefs have a lot of money, but they're freeing up even more. They're looking to sign Chris Jones, maybe sign Legereus Need, looking for playmakers for Patrick Mahomes as well. They've got money to spend. And so Marquez Valdez-Scantling, playoff hero, dud during the regular season, got benched for Justin Watson at one point. But MVS is on his way out. Final piece of news with the Kansas City Chiefs, by the way. Chiefs aholic. We all remember the Chiefs fan. There was a string of bank robberies ahead of or behind. I can't remember if they happened before or after the game, but Chiefs road games always had a bank robbery in that city. And then a Chiefs fan was arrested for it. He has now pled guilty to robbery, money laundering, and transporting stolen goods across state line. Faces up to 50 years in prison. $532,000 in restitution will be paid by Chiefs Aholic. Plus, he has to give up his signed Patrick Mahomes painting to help pay for that, I imagine. And the statement by his lawyer. You just got to watch it. You absolutely go and have to watch it. I, I can't describe to you how ridiculous and how cinematic it is. So go look up on Twitter, YouTube, whatever, the Chiefs Aholic lawyer giving his statement after pleading guilty. It is pure cinema. As for the franchise tag, Justin Matabuke, that's number four on the franchise tag. He will receive the franchise tag if the Ravens cannot sign him to a long-term deal. On the franchise tag, it'd be $22.1 million per year on a long-term deal. Probably a bit more than that, but the Ravens looking to keep their homegrown talent on the interior defensive line. Defensive coordinator change, looking to keep that defense strong. Rashad Bateman get a lot of hype yesterday from their head coach, John Harbaugh. He's going to see a lot more in 2024. I think Rashad Bateman is going to take a big step. That's directly from John Harbaugh. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. Fool me three times. I should learn better by now and fool me four times. Are we back in on Rashad Bateman? I don't want to be, but we'll see where his ADP is come draft season. Ravens also talked about the running backs. They're going to add a couple of backs. It doesn't sound like J.K. Dobbins is going to be back. It doesn't sound like Gus Edwards is going to be back. Only running backs on the roster right now, Justice Hill and Keaton Mitchell, who's coming off the ACL. So John Harwood admits we got to add a running back or two. Doesn't sound particularly impressed in the running back draft class. It's just lends more credence to the idea that Derrick Henry is going to be playing for the Baltimore Ravens. Final franchise tag news. Number five, Brian Burns is going to get hit with the franchise tag as well by the Carolina Panthers. He's not going anywhere. Also from the Carolina Panthers, we got some good news on Chuba Hubbard. He's going to be the lead back going forward. Phenomenal news. For all you Chuba Hubbard truthers. And Dave Canales is excited to prove how stubborn he can be with the run game. People got frustrated last year. Why was he running so much when the run game was ineffective? People blame Rashad White, say he's inefficient. I blame the terrible offensive line, especially on the interior that he's had to work with for the past couple of years. Either way, Chuba Hubbard. If he can survive the draft and if he can survive free agency, Chuba Hubbard 
is going to be someone that we want in fantasy football for 2024. Final piece of information on the Carolina Panthers. They will be raising ticket prices, which huh, the Panthers of all teams raising those ticket prices. I don't know about that. There are people pushing back on that, but business is going to business. Capitalism is going to capitalism. So I'm not surprised. I'm just disappointed. As for free agency, which is about to hit, the Raiders are unlikely to bring Josh Jacobs back in 2024, but they're not going to lean on Zamir White. This won't be a one person one running back that we're going to lean on with the Raiders. They're talking about having two running backs, three running backs that they rotate through. So Zamir White, not going to be the bell cow that we saw at the end of last season when Josh Jacobs was hurt. Devontae Adams is going to be back with the Raiders. He's a Raider is the direct quote from the team. And Michael Lombardi, Michael Lombardi throwing a bit of a temper tantrum about Antonio Pierce saying that he should shut up. He should stop talking that someone should shut him up just because he's from Compton doesn't know, mean he knows what being a Raider is about. There are some undertones in that that I am not particularly a fan of, and I understand Michael Lombardi is salty that his brother got fired, but it doesn't mean you need to be slanderous towards another individual. It doesn't mean you need to have those undertones. Michael Lombardi, very hit and miss, in my opinion. Sometimes he is just bang on. Sometimes he is excellent. I really enjoyed his book. His takes are either great or terrible, and there is no in-between from Michael Lombardi. Final piece of news ahead of free agency on the running back position, Devin Singletary. Sounds very likely that Devin Singletary could be back with the Houston Texans. He got some high praise from the head coach, D'Amico Ryans. They want to bring him back there as mutual interest. I know we talked about them recruiting Saquon Barkley, but it's starting to look like the two big statements, the big news pieces that I did, Saquon Barkley to the Texans and the Falcons trading up for Drake May, seems like neither of those are going to happen according to the news that we've got today, but remains to be seen. Speaking of trades that aren't going to happen, Brandon Ayuk getting traded, not going to happen. He's a guy that the 49ers would like to keep around. Very strong Yes, he's going to stay energy from the 49ers. Same with Jalen Waddle in the Miami Dolphins. He's not going anywhere. He will not be traded, has not crossed the minds of the Miami Dolphins. And they're also looking to extend to a tug of Aloha. They have talked about this pretty much every time we've heard from Chris Greer, every time we've heard from Mike McDaniel, they've talked about wanting to extend to a tug of Aloha. Once again, they are affirming that they're going to meet with him this week at the Combine. Going to be a $50 million plus deal for Tua Tagovailoa. That is a lot of money, but that's what the quarterback position gets. If you are a good quarterback, if you're an above average quarterback like Tua Tagovailoa, you're going to get the bag. That's just how it works in the NFL. But if you're Russell Wilson, then you have to wait to find out what happens. The Broncos haven't talked to Russ. They'll decide over the next couple of weeks what they're going to do. If they haven't talked to Russell Wilson yet. He's getting cut. They're they're trying to trade him, but no one's going to trade for Russell Wilson. The fact that they haven't talked to him to negotiate a restructure of the contract tells me that he is gone. And the betting odds agree with that. 36% chance we see Jarrett Stidham as the week one starter for the Broncos. A 12% chance for J.J. McCarthy. An 11% chance for Bo Nix. 9% chance for Jameis Winston. Gardner Minshew, Michael Penix tied at 8%. Russell Wilson, just a 6% chance at being the 
Broncos quarterback in 2024, which is obvious at this point, but that's Vegas confirming what we already know. Other news and notes around the NFL. We saw some cuts today. The Jets will give Zach Wilson permission to seek a trade. So he's on his way out, which we already knew. If they can't trade Zach Wilson, looks like he's going to be cut. The Jets already cut Lacken Tomlinson. $8.1 million they will save. Two-year starter for the New York Jets came over from San Francisco 49ers. Wasn't great with the New York Jets, but will probably sign somewhere to be a starter in 2024. Could reunite with the 49ers, could reunite with the Detroit Lions. Remains to be seen. Mecole Hardman also threw a bunch of hate at the New York Jets. It is clear that he is not a fan of the New York Jets. He does not respect the New York Jets. Hates the special teams coordinator so much that he refused to return punts. Says that he was not prepared. That when the injury happened to their starting punt returner, Xavier Gibson, and he was thrown in there, he said, nah, I'm not going to do it. I will not return punts for that guy. Insane. Talks about how disorganized the New York Jets were. Helmets on the ground, which players are not a fan of because that's how you get hurt tripping over a helmet on the ground. Teammates, Thomas Morstead calls him entitled. Other teammates like Sauce Gardner and the tight end Kenny Yaboa imply that McCole Hardman gave the Georgia Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles, the playbook, the game plan for the New York Jets. All sorts of accusations being thrown around. That's why McCall Hardman is no longer a New York Jet. As for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they cut Shaq Barrett post-June 1st, and this only saves about $5 million for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. $9.2 million in dead money this year, over $17 million in dead money next year, but Shaq Barrett gets a fresh start. Bucks also talking about bringing back Rashad White, but also adding another running back to the backfield that... He needs some help. And this is kind of obvious because everyone behind Rashad White was kind of yikes. Chase Edmonds, I guess, had the most success. Sean Tucker ended up getting benched. Keyshawn Vaughn ended up getting cut. So obviously the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be adding a running back. How much of a threat is this running back? It remains to be seen. I I don't want to read too much into this one at this point. Other pieces of information we've got from the NFL Combine, Jamison Williams going to be a full-time player in 2024. Lions have very, very high hopes from him. Dan Campbell was very excited about Jamison Williams. And Dan Campbell, one of the more honest coaches in the NFL. Lions also re-signed special teamer slash linebacker Jalen Reeves-Maben. Two years, $7.5 million. This is the highest paid special teamer ever in the history of the NFL. The Seahawks are going to be rolling back with Geno Smith once again. He is the starter until he's not, according to general manager John Snyder. We have a vision. We have a plan for what we will be doing. And by all accounts, what the Seahawks will be doing is drafting Michael Penix in the second round, maybe third round, but either way, Seahawks are going to be adding competition for Geno Smith. Geno Smith, kind of quarterback where you can have him. You can win with them, but it doesn't stop you from looking for succession plans. I expect that succession plan to be Michael Penix, though we could be wrong. Maybe it's J.J. McCarthy. Maybe it's Bo Nix. Maybe it's Spencer Rattler. Either way, Seahawks are going to be looking for another quarterback. The Titans 
Don't know if they'll be looking for another running back. Ty J Spears, Taj Spears, very, very high praise from general manager Rand Carthon talking about how he is made of the right shit. And I absolutely love to hear that about Taj Spears. Taj Spears is someone that I have been hyping all season long was at times playing more snaps than Derrick Henry was one of the better receiving backs in the NFL in his first year, Tajay Spears to the moon. Not so good news for Traylon Burks. Our guy, Cody Carpentier asked the head coach, Brian Callahan, how does he compare Traylon Burks to Jamar Chase? And some people complain about the question. Well, obviously he's not going to say he's Jamar Chase. I love the question because you get to hear, okay, this is the peak. This is the pinnacle. How does Traylon Burks stack up to the pinnacle in Jamar Chase? And I don't know about Traylon Burks. I would not be surprised if they added another wide receiver to be that alpha, be that wide receiver one. Brian Callahan does mention that Traylon Burks is training with DeAndre Hopkins, but that he is not Jamar Chase. They are just not in the same tier, and that is very clear. Also very clear from the Arizona Cardinals that Michael Wilson is not the wide receiver one. They don't want to get into those terms. Clear from the Cardinals that he is not their guy. They're going to be looking to sign a wide receiver. Maybe they bring back Hollywood Brown. Maybe they draft someone. But Michael Wilson, not the wide receiver one. More of a two, more of a three, which breaks my heart. Very disappointing. But we did get good news on Ty Chandler. If you listen to Kevin O'Connell talk about Ty Chandler, who big, big, Big season ahead for Ty Chandler. Can't wait to see it. Truly can't wait to see it. Final news and notes about the Minnesota Vikings. Justin Jefferson will not be traded. Kirk Cousins wants to be a Minnesota Viking. They've had lots of dialogue this offseason, and they are working towards an extension. But they did also sign a new quarterback coach. Josh McCown going to be the QB coach of the Minnesota Vikings in 2024. And back. In 2019, Josh McCown was a high school football coach with Drake May as his quarterback. Hey, I want to thank you for being part of this broadcast. If you have any thoughts on it, leave a comment. If you enjoyed it, make sure you leave a like. And if you want to see more shows on the Player Profiler channel, subscribe to it. That's how we know you want more.